Wow. Man, so many good things in that video. Bears my mark. It's framed out to a unique way to serve in a castle or a small little place, wherever that is. It, it's, it's serving me and glorifying me. That video is awesome. Can we put our hands together for Hume Lake here? Awesome weekend. Put our hands together for a band who is so good. Man, they are they are awesome, and I love that they just listen to what the Spirit's moving, and we're going to talk about the Spirit today. Uh, counselors, let's put our hands together for our counselors that we're in the room, huh? Can we do this, uh, Tim? Uh, Tim, our sound guy, let's make some noise for Timmy in the back. Tim, could you put a little house lights on for us here? Uh, a last group here. Again, we don't just clap because it's the end. This is an honest thing that we just love, especially Hume, and I like a lot of camps that I uh, get to partner with, but Hume is special in so many different ways. But their, their, their dedication and heart for the local church is awesome. Friends, can you continue to stay connected with your local church? I love tomorrow morning that that's what tomorrow morning is, is you connecting just with the church you came up with. Don't just come to camp and then split. Come to camp and then be connected with your local church. There are men and women here that are amazing, gifted people that don't get paid much, but they do it because they love the Lord and they love you. So if you're a youth pastor, can you stand up for me real quick? Youth pastors. Heck yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Sit on down. These are the, these are the, the guys and gals that are, are, are serving with you every day. Uh, if you have questions on things in life, please do not hesitate to go to them. I'm telling you, they are not too busy to hang out with you, to sit with you, to pray with you, to talk with you, to encourage you in your relationship with the Lord. And that's what we're talking about tonight. What an awesome thing. And maybe it's just something that you don't even think about. But Corey was up here this morning talking about what it looks like to go down the hill. It's not easy. And we have our band up here singing about this amazing thing and reminding us we're about to go down the hill and it's not easy. Let's not take our eyes off the Lord. Tonight I'm going to talk about the same thing. We're going down the hill. And it's not necessarily easy. But we have each other and may we stay connected to one another. And, and, and even more amazing, we get a helper. In fact, if you have a Bible, John 14, 16 uh, well, actually, 15 and 16 says this. John, in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, in your New Testament. If you want to turn there, uh, John is amazing as Jesus is up here. And just and he's talking about the Holy Spirit that's going to be coming. He says, it's better that I leave. Why? So a helper comes, which is mind-blowing if you think about it. It's a whole nother conversation. But Jesus, says he's, a, he's already went to the cross, he died, and he rose on the third day, and he showed himself to all of these people, and he's going to ascend, he's going to sit down on the right hand of the Father up in heaven. And he says, it's better that I leave. Why? So that the helper will come. And if we take Jesus at his word, he says, it's better that he leaves. And I don't know about you, but I'm like, it's pretty sweet if Jesus was here, if Jesus was to walk in that room, that would be pretty sweet. But he says, it's better that I'm not here, so that the helper comes. We got to take it at Jesus at his word saying that the spirit that's coming is so much better. And, it, and in the spirit is here those that are called themselves Christ followers. Listen to this. John 14 says this, 50, uh, verse 15. If you love me, Jesus says, keep my commandments. And I will ask the father and he will give you a helper, another helper to be with you. Not for a short time. He'll be with you forever. 
even the spirit of truth, whom the world can't receive because they never see him nor they know him. But you know him. For he, the spirit, dwells with you, for he will be in you. He will be in your heart. Uh, it, it talks about in the Old Testament that, that the followers of God couldn't follow God because it was uh, sin was written and chiseled into their heart. So God says, I'm going to take out your heart and I'm going to put a new heart in you. I'm going to give you my spirit to allow you to actually obey and to follow me and to choose me and to love me. We have been getting our old hearts ripped out. Those in Christ, we've been given a new heart so that we were recrafted and we were made to be able to follow and choose him. The spirit of God lives in us, gives us counsel, convicts us, reminds us of truth. He's the one who helps us understand. He helps us pray. He helps us overcome sin. We're given the Holy Spirit of God to help us live this Christian life out. What a gift. Would you pray with me as we begin? Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for this camp. We thank you for these students. Lord, may we continue to walk in this newness of life that we've been given because of you and your son. The help of the Spirit, Lord, may we do it well. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, this last Christmas, went to my parents, or my wife's parents' house, live up in Placerville, Northern California, and they got these sweet little electric bikes. You guys have seen those? Any, any people have these electric bikes out there? Yeah? So they have, they, have two, they have two really, really good ones, and then one little Costco one. I like the Costco one because they're cheaper, but they run out of power a little easier. Me and my son, we jump on the big one to give my little daughter the little Costco bike, right? It's going to be fine, but we got a lot of hills that we're going. So we're just cruising, and it is awesome. We are having a blast. I got full power, full bars, but the old Costco bike, my daughter's on it. She's like, Dad, my, my bar's getting a little low. I'm like, it's fine. We're good to go. We're going. We're cruising. We're kind of a little distance away from, from mom and dad's, but if we have to walk back, not nah, the end of the world. But it's great, no problem. We get to this. I want him to take him to this one specific spot. It's got a little lake. We're in this little private area. It's awesome. And we're almost to this lake, just over this little hill. And all of a sudden, my daughter's like, Dad, help. I look back, and the, the bike is just done. It doesn't work anymore. It's not a big deal. It's a bike. She can ride it, not the Costco bikes, right? I didn't get nothing about the Costco bikes. The problem is, once they run out of power, that's it. They don't move, and you can't really ride them super well at all. It's just really hard to move those pedals, right? So good old dad who had the good idea of power is getting a little low. We don't need to charge it. I had to push this big bike because I couldn't ride it, as well as my daughter's little Costco bike, and I have to push it about a mile up and down all of these hills back to the power source. And as I'm doing that, and I'm laughing, but also very not happy because it was such a fun time. And I noticed she was running out of power. Why didn't we just go back and charge it? And it took a few minutes just to get it fully charged and then keep going. I thought we didn't need the power. As we talk about going down the hill, the reason why I bring that up, friends, is you need to make sure you're not trying to live this Christian life out on your own. We're called to do it in community. And we're also called to be connected to the right power source. So even in that story, it's interesting that my daughter's running out of power. I should long to get her to power. Now, it just so happened that my bike wasn't running out of power. But if it was, man, I should be desperate to get it back plugged in. Friends, make sure you're not living on your own kind of strength. It will 
fall. As we live this, get rid of this old life, as we talked about in Ephesians, throw it off. Let our spirit be renewed. We're connecting to the right power source. And we talked about it yesterday, if you remember, just yesterday morning, maybe. Not yesterday, what day is it today? Sunday, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, right? Yes, yesterday. Yesterday morning when we talked about what are we letting in? Let's close that gate. Let's not let the wrong things in. Let's keep out the wrong things and let the good things in. So as we let our spirit be renewed, right, what does that look like? That's what I want to talk about tonight. As we let the Holy Spirit just really remind us and convict us of sin, but also remind us of truth. Galatians 5 says this, I say, if we walk by the spirit, you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. If you're walking with the spirit, you're not going to gratify those old self-life, that old life. And then it says this in 25. It says this, if we live by the spirit, let's keep in step with the spirit. That's fascinating. Keeping in step with that spirit. I walk fast, right? Coming from the old box sled blitz, which was freezing cold, but really awesome. We're walking. I got my daughter in one hand. I got, uh, you know, my son in the other. And, uh, uh, you know, a little friend with us here, uh, uh, you know, uh, Corey's daughter here was coming. And they're all holding on here with me, right? And we're walking fast because I need to get here and it's, it's cold, right? And I'm like, come on, keep up, keep up, keep up. And I'm like dragging my, my daughter and, you know, I'm pulling her up this hill. She's keeping in step with me. What happens? I let her go once because I was like, it's slippery. Good luck, right? And we're going down that hill. You guys all know what I'm talking about because a lot of you didn't obey the redcoats. And you're like, oh, I don't need to listen to the redcoats. They said, stay off the slide of ice. And you're like, I could do it. Woo! And you slid down. I saw you. In fact, if that's you, uh, could you go see the redcoats tomorrow? I'm just kidding, right? But what happened, right? I'm like, all right, come on, follow suit. And Isley says this from the back, and it was awesome. She's like, Dad, Dad, don't let me go. I don't want to fall behind. I was like, ooh. That'll teach, right? Like, keep in step. She takes her eyes off me. Dad's gone. Don't, don't take off. Stay with me. I'm moving. Stay right behind me. I know the way home. I'm cold. I'll get us there quick. Keeping in step with the Spirit means we allow Him to influence us. We allow the Lord to. We're saying no to those other things that are maybe you know, too loud in our, in our minds, and our hearts, social media, music, uh, all of this stuff. Again, they're not bad things, but let's just be careful of how much we're letting that in. Let's be influenced by the right kind of things and let it influence us at school, at sports, at home. Let's look for the Spirit of God to lead us every day. And when we're walking with the Spirit and we're connected to the life source in the right kinds of things, fruit, this new life, joy, peace, kindness, love, all gentleness is a byproduct. It's easy. You don't say, oh, today I'm going to be more loving. No, no, no. As you're hooked to the right power source, love just overflows. Why? Because as you're overflowing, being overflowed with the love of God, it just overflows and it affects everyone below you, all everyone around you. You don't have to work so hard at making fruit. It's a byproduct of what you do and who you are. Your create new creation. The old is done. Let's not take our eyes off the cross. Let's remember what we were just talking about, the gospel. Because when we take our eyes off of that, we're not in step with the spirit. And we find ourselves drifting. And I have to believe that a lot of you out here, you keep hearing it and you're like, good. I don't want to take my eyes off him. How do I do it? How am I supposed to walk with the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit? I'm going to teach you a song. 
a song that I learned when I was probably in third grade. I'm going to sing it, and you're going to do the motions. And I do this for all of you introverts out there that hate this part, right? Now, I do it because of this. I, I don't know how this is going to work with high schoolers. You might all leave, but that's okay. And I have an awful voice, but I hope it's so dumb that you can't get it out of your head tomorrow. I hope it's something that you sing when you're 40 and 50 and 60 and 70. And here we go. It says this. Ready? You'll do the motions. Do this. All right? Now you're in your chair. Do this. All right, that's it. All right, now watch. You ready? Here we go. You with me? That's it. <coughs> How do we do this? How do we keep in step with the Spirit? Two practical applications. You already know them. But do we do them? It says this. <clears throat> Read your Bible and pray every day. And you'll grow, grow, grow. Now, I need you to start standing up. And you'll grow, grow, grow. Wait. Read your Bible and pray every day. And you'll grow, grow, grow. Now, wait, wait, wait. Now, some Sunday school teachers taught this. Not all of them, but my mom did. You're all grown, right? Here we go. Wait. But neglect your Bible, and don't ever pray, and you'll shrink, 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 all right? Now, sit down. Now, we can sing that again and go back to growing in on a high note, but I want you to be fearful that you might shrink when you get home, right? That you're going to fall away from the Lord. I don't want that, but I don't want to sing anymore. Here's the thing. Oh, I hope you think about that silly song because I'm a pastor, and I, I, I shepherd people, and there's, it's not every day that I read my Bible and that I pray, and there's times that I'm looking in my life, and I'm like, hang on a minute, how have I got so busy that I'm not taking time to pray or read, because I absolutely believe with everything in me as I read my Bible and I, and I pray that I do grow. Now, what am I growing into? Here's the thing. Keep this in mind. As I read and I, I pray, does it mean God loves me more? The answer is no. Because how can God love me any more or less? He's already shown me how much he loves me. My, the, what I do doesn't change whether he loves me or not. But as I connect with him, my passion and desire grows for him. You don't have to worry about his love for you. That's proven on the cross. What we need to worry about is reminding ourselves, being renewed in the spirit of our love for him. And we do that by reading and we pray. Now, here's the thing. How do we do that? There's a lot of ways to pray and there's a lot of ways to read. I want to teach you one of each just real quick. So if you have some notes, feel free to maybe pull them out. This is, this is an, there's a lot of different Bible studies and methods out there. I want to give you two as you leave tonight and maybe even go back to your rooms and do it. Or you're on the bus and you're thinking through these things. This first one, it's so simple. 
Jesus himself says this. His disciples say, hey, Lord, can you teach us how to pray? It says this. In fact, Lord's Prayer, we could put that one up here if you want. It says this. We could literally do this. Memorize Matthew 6, 19, or open up our Bibles and read it. And here's how it goes. Watch how simple or how deep we can make this thing. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Stop there. What if that's all you did? Before you go to bed, before you wake up, or once you wake up, before you, you know, get to school, before you're about to go into classroom, what if you just simply did that? Lord, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then you're like, what does hallowed mean? Look it up, right? Or, or, Lord, what does hallowed mean? Lord, help me understand that. And then you start looking up, all right, holy is your name, set apart is your name. All right, so you could start to do so many different things with prayer, just one line. What if this, what's another way, instead of just praying this line, the first one, here's where it gets interactive, I need your help, all right? There's no right or wrong here. I'm not going to make fun, I need help here. If we were to look at this, and I say this, our Father in heaven, stop there. What comes to mind right now when you think our Father in heaven, what comes to mind? Go. God, all right, what else? Okay, good, God and Jesus, all right, good, same thing, right? The Holy Spirit, good, what else? Heaven, yeah, yeah we get it, all right, all right. What honestly stop? Our Father in heaven. What what do you what what comes to mind? What else? Safety. What else? My dad passed away. Great. Okay, let's talk about that for a moment. Listen. Listen. This is a real thing. Our Father in heaven. Stop. My dad's not here, God, but he is with you. That changes. That changes our heart to something that we've just seen. We use God's word. We pray it back to him. And then we don't just stop with one little phrase. We stop and look, God, there's something in my heart right now. I'm missing dad. Because if something's on your heart, why wouldn't we take it to him? Too many times we look at prayer of like, I got to be a robot to pray to him. Or I have to say something to him like I wouldn't ever speak to anyone else. Why? It's a relationship, and what's so beautiful about prayer, it's just simply a conversation with him. Relationships close in, relationships involve communication. So what else? Uh, hallowed be your name. Your name is holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Well, how else would you rephrase that if you're talking to a friend? Or if you're, if you're talking to God about it? Your kingdom come, your will be done. How else could we say that to the Lord? Jesus, take the wheel. Great, right? Jesus, take the wheel. When you think of that, what else do you think of? Box sled blitz. What do we think about box sled blitz? Snow, what else do we think of? How fun it is. Stop. God, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come. God, take the wheel. God, thank you so much for Hume Lake. Thanks for the box sled blitz. Thanks for no one getting hurt. Is that wrong? No, because you're thinking of it. And God wants to know what you're thinking as we give it to him. We use this as a roadmap. Now, can you just simply go up? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Yes, you can absolutely just pray that to the Lord. There's no right and there's no wrong. And I think we just get overwhelmed sometimes because we have to say it a certain way. Why? If your relationship with the Lord, and I point, point back to this because this is our little diagram we had yesterday. If our relationship with the Lord is truly repaired and we can enjoy him fully, don't you think that he would want you to come to him with anything that's in your mind and heart? We have to say, God, I don't know exactly what to say. How about you start there? 
forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. What, what, what could we say there to the Lord? Anybody have an idea? What's that? Good talk. What's that? Our sins. You could start confessing your sins. What else? What else comes to mind? What's that? Repenting. What else? I'm sorry. What if you just said that? What if you read this? Forgive us our sins as we forget our debtors. Lord, I'm sorry. When was the last time you really meant that to the Lord? And we have this beautiful conversation, and all we've done is said, when, when, when his disciples asked Jesus how to pray, he says, pray like this. And then in the room as Christians, we're like, I don't even know how to pray. I don't even know where to begin. Begin here. And there's a lot of amazing other ways of just spiritual disciplines. Corey talked about that this morning. It's not about trying harder. It's just training. You're training your body in a different kind of way. And I'm not sure if a lot of you out there, if, you're in, if you like, you know, going to the gym. It's interesting with the gym, what, what you're finding out, right, about working out is if you work out the same way all the time, your body just kind of gets stagnant. Just kind of, you got to mix things up. You got to keep things moving. Instead of just bench press and try something different. Instead of, you know, just running a mile, maybe run sprints. It, you got to keep your body uh, moving and, and, and guessing. And maybe you find yourself being a little stagnant in your faith. Maybe you try a little different kind of discipline when it comes to prayer. There's a lot of different ways. You don't have to do this one. But as we want to walk in the spirit, walk in step with the spirit, one of the best ways to grow in our relationship with the Lord is talking to him. As we read our Bible, we pray every day. We will grow because our heart starts to align more with him. The spirit of God that lives us, it says this in John 14, the Holy Spirit whom the Father has sent in my name will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I've done. So we come to the Lord and we're like, Lord, Help me as I'm praying these things. Help. I'm sorry. And he reminds us of truth. What truth? Maybe it's truth from friends that things have, uh, friends have said or youth pastors. Maybe it's truth of his word. Because he reminds us of the word of truth, right? He reminds us of, of his words. And now here's the thing. Have you put his word in your heart at all for the spirit to remind you? That's why it's important to go back and actually look at some of God's words. The Second Timothy says this in 3.16. The Bible is literally God-breathed. In other words, it's God's very words to us. The Bible has the answer to all the questions that you're looking for. What's my purpose? Bible answers it. How do I know if I'm going to heaven? Bible answers it. Is God real? Bible answers it. What's God look like? Bible answers it. What, well, what should I look for in a spouse? Bible answers it. How do I be a good friend? Bible answers it. How do I live a life without regret? Bible answers it. Go to the Bible. Don't, don't just... Say, man, I need to read the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. How? That's a good question. I was telling the counselors today, you know, as I work with adult ministries now, we would think that we, as we grow up that we kind of figure things out sometimes. As I work with adults, I'm talking with, with, with people, and they're like, I don't know how to read the Bible. You tell me I'm supposed to read it, and I'm supposed to find joy in it, but when I start opening up the Bible, I don't even know where to begin, and then I find myself being frustrated, like I should know more, and then something that brings, supposed to bring me joy, actually just brings conviction and, and, and anxiety, and I don't even know where to begin, so I just, it's easier to keep it closed, and you teach me, 
But listen, we've got the ability to open up our, our Bibles and have a camp experience every single day as we understand who God is, as we read his word. But how? Again, a lot of different ways how to read your Bible in this room. I'm sure we could all talk about, man, this is, this is a new thing that the Lord has teached me. This is how I study the word. What if you did that on your ride home tomorrow instead of jumping on your phones? Hey, man, this is something the Lord has actually teached me on how to study the Bible. You won't. There you go. You won't. But it'd be cool if you did. But you won't. Would it? Oh, prove me wrong. Here's a way that I'm doing it. A lot of different ways. I'm going to pull up just a simple verse here. Uh, psalm 34. As you, as you look at this psalm here, this is what you could do. You could open up your Bible. And again, I'm not saying it's a magic thing of like, all right, Lord, here we go. I only got two minutes. Open up my Bible. Stop. All right, Lord, you slay the wicked. All right, awesome. Not sure what to do with that, and I'm out, right? Now, here's the crazy thing is the Lord can reveal that stuff to you, but let's give him time. Like, my kids come up to me all the time, Dad, I have a question. And uh, they ramble, 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 and then, and then they don't wait for me to respond. They just take off, and they're gone. I'm like, don't you want to know the answer? They're like, no, right? Can we do that to the Lord sometimes? Lord, let me tell you what's on my heart. Ah, I spill it to the Lord. And then he's like, all right, time to answer. You're like, nah, I'm out, right? But we find the truth. His answer's in his word. So we do this. Here's how I do it. I do it on my iPad, or I'll grab a piece of paper here, and I'll write a few things out at the top. I'll find a verse. And look, this isn't even the whole verse. It's just the four verses out of the psalm. There's a lot more verses in here. I just picked four. The first four, I'm not taking them out of order. We're just taking it, right? Um, Put it in there. You could do it in Romans. You could just pick a passage. I'm not asking you to write a theological paper on it. I'm just saying, let's open it up. And on on the top of the paper, here's what I put. I put this. In one little section, I put the word God. In another section, I put the word human. Another one for me, I like this, words to look up. Or I just put words at this point. Another thing, I just put other. And here's what it is. I look at a verse like this, and maybe you just pick one verse. I picked four here for us, and we're going to talk about this, so I need you to engage here, right? I look at this verse once, and I just, all right, as I read it over, and I pray, Lord, just help, help me understand who you are a little bit more. And I, here's, here's how I look at that. I look at it through a kind of different kind of lens, right? I put it on the lens, and I read this of what this is saying about God. That changes things a little. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Here's the question I just want us to wrestle with. What's that first line say about God? And now, no right or wrong. I'm not asking you to, again, stand up and do a theology class right now. As you hear that, what comes to mind? One word, two words, doesn't matter. What's this say about God? That first line right there. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What's something that comes out on on who God is? He's worthy of praise. Awesome. So you write down on under God. God is worthy of praise. What else? Anything else come to mind? He wants a relationship. Great, right? All right, good. I'll write that down. He, he, it's, he, he, he's, he, he wants a relationship. Also, you can put it in there, right? He's made a way for a relationship. That's, that's true about God. What else? What's it say that's true about God? He's faithful. Good. You write faithful under that column. What else? He's great. A strength. He's a grace, grace right there, good. All right, next one, right? 
My soul makes this boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. What's that say about God? Sovereignty, good. All right, you put sovereignty down. All right, maybe that's a harder one, okay? And here's the thing. Let's say you don't put anything down. That's when you close your Bible and know you're not a Christian anymore, right? I'm kidding, right? Like, that's what we do sometimes. We're like, oh, I just can't understand. It's too hard to understand. We shut our Bibles. No, keep it open. Just go to the next one. All right, Lord, I'm not, I'm not unpacking all this, and this is just a way. It's not the only way. We're just doing this own Bible study. I understand a little bit more of the heart of God. All right, Lord, nothing's speaking. Your spirit's not moving, so I'm going to move to the third one, right? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. What's that say about the Lord? Go. Good. What else? Now we go. I sought the Lord. He answered me and he delivered me from my fears. What's it say about the Lord? Good. Now look, if we were to write all of those down, and here's why I encourage you to do that. What was the first thing said? Anybody remember? Nor do I. That's a problem. And we come sometimes with the Bible and we do this. Stop. Okay. Uh, awesome. I got to go. Now, the Lord can move, no doubt about it, but is it really getting in here? And the minute we write it down, and all we've done is just write a couple of things about who God is, and now we get to look back about those truth about his word. That's an awesome little column about hope, faithfulness. He's worthy to be praised. He hears. And now there's another call of man. But we could do the same thing, right? I'll bless the Lord at all times. Right? It means we can bless. My soul makes it boast in the Lord. We boast about things. Let it be in the Lord. The humble hear and be glad. I should be humble. I can be glad. Right? Uh, oh, magnify the Lord. Yeah. Exalt his name. I sought the Lord. He answered me. I can actually go to the Lord and he answers. There's so much truth as we dig down deeper in, into his word. And these are only just four verses. And this is a, it's, it's Psalm, it's Psalm 34, the Bible's full of just unbelievable truths about who God is. I put in my little paper there, words to look up, why? Because there's certain words that maybe you don't know, and if you go and look it up, ideally in a Bible dictionary, which you could literally Google it on, on your phone, what's this mean, uh, you know, magnify, what's this word mean, uh, you know, um, uh, delivers me or ashamed, radiant, things that you know, but all of a sudden it just gives a little more detail. Radiant, bright, just overwhelming. Ooh, God. Okay, he's overwhelming. That's something different. And I put other because it's just so fun to actually just go deep and see what else am I seeing in God's word. Four simple ways to just learn a new truth about who God is. And you can do this on your own. You could do it in community. And it's beautiful when you do it in community because somebody sees something more beautiful about the Lord maybe that you missed. And it's so awesome. Guess what I didn't talk about? Application. I think too often we jump so quick to application. Open the Bible, read it, and then, all right, what's this say now? I got to go and do it. Yes, but what if we just sat for a moment? And you could do this in three minutes or you could take a half hour, which probably blows a lot of our minds. Could we really read the Bible for a half hour? I think you could if you slow down and actually just let it soak in and just let your spirit and your heart be transformed by replugging into the right power source. 
as we do that application just seems to fall off of your lips as you look back over these columns and you understand the truth of everything about God and man. And maybe your application is something simple like, man, Lord, let me magnify you more today. The Spirit reminds us of God's word, so maybe put your, in your memory bank uh, uh, passages. Maybe you pick one out and you just simply memorize it. What if you were just to memorize my soul makes its boast in the Lord. You put that in your mind before you shut your Bible and you walk out. In that time when you want to boast about something, this passage is just brought out because the Spirit's bringing it out and says, no, no, I'm not going to boast in anything else except for him today. Tomorrow when you get on the bus, friends, you have an incredible opportunity to get off the bus and somebody's going to say, how was camp? And you can talk about a lot of awesome things. But may you magnify the Lord. And may you not just say camp was awesome and I had this incredible, amazing moment with the Lord. But may you walk in step with the Spirit so everyone sees your good deeds and glorifies your God in heaven as you enjoy walking with him. And you enjoy showing him off. And we do that. And getting to know him more as we read our Bibles and we pray every day and we will grow. And that's so cheesy and an easy thing to say. It's hard to do. And if these don't work for you, there's a lot of other ways. But let's not have excuses. Don't try to walk this thing out by yourself. You have a community of Christ followers around you. Amazing youth pastors that want to pour into you and point you to Jesus. And you have the Holy Spirit, the power of God living in you. You've been recrafted. Put off the old self. Let your spirit be renewed. And live this new life out. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you. For not leaving us to figure this thing out on our own. We thank you for moving in our lives. Giving us that ability to be made right before you, to have a relationship with you. And now that we do, may we live in light of that relationship. May we desire to know you more and more as we seek you in prayer and talking with you, as we seek you at your word to know what you have to say about yourself, what you have to say about us, how to live, how to walk, how to thrive. Not just through our lives to get better, but so that you would be more glorified and we would enjoy you and know you more. Lord, help us live this life out so that people see you in us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.